When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Oh, Hello. I Hello. I need to change How that name on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, snap. Um, well, my listeners ain't going to. Oh, okay. Okay. So they don't see my so, name so, or anything? Nah, 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 nah. No, they ain't going to know you guys' name that we all know you by, which we'll get to that in a minute. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, baby? I am doing so lovely and stuff. I just want to say I am honored to be talking to a, in all intents purpose, a legend. And, you know, like I said, I the way I do my podcast is we don't tell the name to have I do the particulars. So we just chit chat and then I eventually get to the particulars. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so with that being said, uh, I did the research and everything. First of all, you a bad chick to have a song named after you. Let's just go oh there. Let's start God, there first. So let's let, let's start there. Lord, I was on stage with them. I met them for the first time last night. It was surreal. It was epic. It was beyond words could ever, ever explain. In fact, mm-hmm. I now know the whole story behind the song. And um, I was able to meet one of the co-writers of the, mm-hmm. of the song because the other one had since passed away, but they have, for me, the original lyrics writ- wrote in his writing, the one that passed away, Doug Hopkins, in his writing, and they're going to mm-hmm. um, they're gonna turn them over to me, and I am so, 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 I, I just, I can't explain it, how I feel. It was so tell epic. me the name of the song and the group. So the, the, the name of the song is Kelly Richards, and the group is Gin Blossom. Awesome, okay. awesome people, and they've been around for 30, 40 years. Yeah, oh. awesome group. They're known for uh, Hey Jealousy and um, mm-hmm. a couple of other songs that were their, their you know, kickoff songs with, that made them who they are. Most definitely. So, shoot, so what So what was the story behind how they decided to dedicate the song to you? Well, because, like I know, said, it's, that, that I, is huge. You know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share that with you. You know why? Oh, sorry. I'll I'm tell sorry. you why. Because I have an autobiography coming out in April. Okay. And I'm Oh, going to do tell us about that. Yes, I'm going to leave it for the book. Uh, but I will tell you this. Um, I'm very humbled and very grateful and um, honored that, uh, that and it's a great story. And I can't wait to share it in my autobiography. That should be should be out in April. It's co-written by uh, Jim Steele. And mm-hmm. we're just having a ball uh, writing it. And um, and we finally came up with a great ending to all this. And, and oh hope to God. work again. To, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be great. It's not so much all about the porn industry, but it's more about what I can do for you. What I mean by that is let me share my experiences with you in this industry and let me help you or show you uh, what to avoid and not have to go through a lot of what I went through. So it's, and, and see people understand her career span decades. Yeah. 
Exactly. Let's make this clear. So we're gonna get into that. Let me do these particulars and we can get this interview on the road, Miss Lady. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to doc, or go to anchor.fm and get a profile and start podcasting today. I'm your host, Kevin the Subway Champ, aka the porn rap star. Y'all know what it is. Find my porn links because I am a retired porn star. <laughs> also, uh, follow me on social media, and you can actually hear my music. And you can find all these links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We are sponsored by two great sponsors. The first one is LS Swirl, the Facebook of the LS community. Go there today, get a profile, start or continue your life into kink. And we're also sponsored by Eroticism Magazine. Go there today to eroticismmagazine.com. Get yourself a monthly subscription where you get the opportunity to either get it in paperback or in digital copy and see some of the hottest and sexiest ladies from around the world. Also, we're a proud member from the GW District Black podcast network i'm talking about multiple podcasts giving you the black experience and while you're there experiencing some shopping from over 500 retailers black owned so go to shopgwdistrict.com support black businesses build a black economy so we can create generational wealth and every monday night on k97 fm the official radio station for porn monday night smoke where i get to interview a wonderful lady a gent from the porn business and what we discuss the business of porn that's right so we talk about more than sucking dick and eating pussy we talk about how the money is made <laughs> we talk about how the sausage is being made you feel me so tune in every eight o'clock central standard time nine o'clock eastern standard time every monday to monday night smoke on k97 fm just let you introduce herself Oh, oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. What an introduction. This is Kelly Richard, and I'm so thrilled to be on there. Wow. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank I support you 100%. How come we haven't worked together, baby? <laughs> Babe, because I think, gee, Jesus Christ, that's good. Like I said, because I mean, with me, I didn't really move around. And then, like I said, and it's funny, I always make a joke that I say I end up interviewing ladies that if I was still male time, we probably wouldn't even ran to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't you know, have to for, move around, baby. I do all the work. I don't know who you've been with, but... <laughs> oh, see, that's why he had not bump when I was on camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, for, but but hopefully we might bump into each other and do a video podcast, photo shoot, hang out, kick it, you know. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. So, <laughs> you are a lady that has been in this business since the 80s people let's make this clear and i do remember this lady actually because yes i did watch porn back then i was born back then and, and i was growing up on that stuff and before i even go into how you got in the business to begin with what have you what's the one thing that you can sit here and say that summarize your career for all these decades well I have to say now, I was in it for a short time in the beginning, and then I actually stepped out, stepped away, and then made a comeback about three, now going on three years. Um, but I would have to say that it never left my, it never left my heart. It never left my soul. Um, I was always connected to Jim South, God rest his soul, uh, my agent, of, mm -hmm. and, um, and stayed in touch with him. So I think at one point, I always had one foot in, one foot out. Um, 
I think because I never really pushed to get back in at that time was because I dealt with a lot of shame that my family uh, put on me or allowed uh-huh. them to put on me. And, um, you know, and life happens, life happens. So, um, but, uh, but it's been, it's been an incredible ride, just an incredible ride to go from where I, I was at 18 to where I am now in my fifties. Mm-hmm. What an, inc- now, mind you, I've kept the body of when I was 18. No, just kidding. <laughs> Shit. I, 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 baby just girl, I ain't even go for it. Your body look good Don't as hell. So, <laughs> yeah, shoot, you look nice. Hey, hey, we never, no one will be able to guess your age if they wanted to, babe. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> so I'm telling I like you. to joke, and it's crazy because I was an ugly duckling in school. I like to call, and so now I have a lot of schoolmates, classmates that are now the males hitting me up. Yeah. The ones that made in front of me are now saying, "Oh my God!" And so I'm saying, "That's right, in your face." <laughs> no god now i'm sitting here seeing here you ran track in high school i did how wait, do wait, you wait. know that wow i do my research so I so what pace did you run because i ran track also i, I did the I 800 did. 400. i did and i got um so when i was in school i took up track it was an out for me i, I was very athletic i love to i love anything that has to do with that uh athletics but it's funny because it was now they introduced the first black and uh, black female and male to our school mm-hmm. in, in Massachusetts, Norway. And mm-hmm. her, I'll never forget her, um, Ingrid Williams. I'll never forget her, and I, I do say her name because I have to remember her. Because she, uh, we, anyway, she came in in tenth grade, and of course she was gonna, you know, be the champ in track. Mm-hmm. Well, now she meet, you know, we meet each other, and she did not like. She used to stuff me in my locker because I used to beat her on the track. Damn. But we ended up becoming the best friends. I mean, we were we we, we became really good friends, and I'm glad that I had that experience. And um, and I thank her for bringing. That was where my out was. Nope, I'm gonna beat mm-hmm. you, and I did. And uh, so we, yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great. So, what got you into business? Let's let, let, let's get to that. What got I think I fell onto I think I fell onto the industry by chance that um, my my brother my brother brought me out to California. You know, my dad passed um, a couple other things that happened back in the day. So he decided that the two youngest girls, myself and my my sister, that he was going to bring her out there. You know, things happened, things fell apart. He sent her back. So he decided to come get me and see if maybe he could help me out um Mm -hmm. so i and of course i was as rebellious as her and you know i hadn't seen this man in 20 years i didn't know him i knew nothing about Mm -hmm. him he was very you know uh he was he's an accountant and very you know very very at that point very single very independent so now he's trying to Mm -hmm. help me and put me back in school and so i start off at the junior college i'm working at marie calendars and uh and I'd already been introduced by cocaine back, you know, prior to that when I was 16. So now I had this, mm-hmm. ended up around the wrong people and started using. And him and I had a falling out. And uh, mm-hmm. I ended up having to look for a job. And so I thought, well, I opened the newspaper and there was this, uh, uh, in you know, advertisement for modeling. So I said, what the heck? I may as well go try it. So I walked into uh, to world modeling 
and there was Mr. Souts, uh, and he was so sweet. He he was just a sweet man. Um, and he said, you know, we do commercials. Uh, you know, he he didn't add in modeling. He didn't say porn per se. But then as the conversation uh, progressed, then it was described a lot more in depth. And I said, I'm on board. And he took Polaroids, like it says, front, back. And I started, <laughs> and he got it's me back right away. Yeah, it was like, wow, this is really cool. Now, mind you, I was very promiscuous, I think, at that time. I, I, I was raped at a very young age. I really didn't mm. know who I was, what I, you know, wanted, who, I just wanted someone to love me. And I think mm -hmm. that I was appreciated and, and engulfed by the group of people that were in the industry at that time. So they mm -hmm. made me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how important was that? Because it, especially be it that you be now actually having sex on camera, um, uh, you know, yeah. saying when, 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 when you got pulled into it. You know, I don't know that, that I ever paid attention to the camera because I was more, uh, I was more loved in my mind. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. more loved, um, hands on, you know, and, 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 you know, someone was paying attention to me and it, it was very important. Now, I remember when my, when I was very young, you know, cause I was 11 when my dad passed, but one thing mm -hmm. he already always said to me and my mother reiterated is no matter what job you do and how much money you're getting paid, Make sure you do the best job you can. And so that was instilled in me at a very young age. And, and that it was important to me to be the best I could be. But I was also, again, uh, you know, I was an active addict. You know, I was actively using. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know if I felt what I was doing. I just knew that that feeling of being accepted, fitting in, being loved mm -hmm. was fulfilled at that time. So when you did your first scene, um because it, it's <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah see see i tell everybody i give them something to smoke over something to think over you know what i'm saying right. so i always ask a good and hard question that's the point of doing this so in your first scene where describe your first scene your feelings when you okay. did it and two the other, i always ask ladies did y'all ever discuss boundaries um or what have because i know it was a different time then so the way that y'all shot back then was way different than how it's being shot now or even when i gave in the game right you right, feel right. me because it was a y'all had a set y'all y'all had scripts um it was hollywood but y'all was fucking you get what i'm coming from versus right. what it is now but go ahead i i i have to think about that what was the first movie that I ever did. Hold on, let me think. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. It's funny because we also asked me that too. And I, and I today bang my head against the wall um, thinking about it. Um, I remember nothing. <laughs> no. um, I, I, do you know? Do you know what my first movie was? Ah, uh, see, I'm because, like I said, I was doing my research. What have you? Um, hold on, let me take a look. Let's take a look real quick. Oh, yeah, let, let's look that up. Yeah, let's look that up. What was your first move? Really, uh, really interesting to uh, because see, because I know it's it, you have done a lot. I know I had big hair, I know, yeah, where I had big hair. Um, uh, let me see if, um, you know what, I think, let's see here. Um, because 
Because the thing yeah. about it, oh, go ahead. You know, I don't even know. I think yeah, I know I didn't do double penetration right off the bat. There was no <laughs> way I did that. <laughs> but see, I, I, I knew it, that could not be it. Um, but see, the one thing I liked about porn back then was it was more sensual, it was more sexy. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, well, you know what? We put art into it. It was artistic, and yeah, um, and we had scripts. So I would have to say that. Um, it, it it was inviting and okay so maybe um let's see maybe i'm thinking for your thighs only or it might have been the first one i'm not sure but it i know it was either uh hollywood vice or white bun busters no mm -hmm. white bus was 1985 it would have to have been like a cagney and stacy or for your thighs only movie mm -hmm. um in 1984 I'm trying to think of the other ones that really sparked out in that year. The rest was like nine, 1985 when I got to know like Hal Freeman mm -hmm. um, and started the Caught from Behind series. But um, but I remember this. what sticks out in my mind right this moment is mm -hmm. I remember making the movie with Nina Hartley. She was my Ooh. first. I, she was my first girl, girl. And there I was lying on the living room, you know, carpet getting ready mm -hmm. for the scene and she had her hand on my knee and she was about to do it. And I, did, I just went with it with her. She made me feel so comfortable. And mm -hmm. I knew that she, um, I knew that she knew she was doing, she was, uh, yeah. Nina Harley was my first girl, girl ever girl. Mm -hmm. And we went on to make a, a few movies together. So it was like, so please describe, you know, to to my listeners, how the set was back then when y'all did porn. Uh, the way the, the way the shoots was set up, you know. Uh, so, um, well, first we got the uh, call from Jim, and Jim would say, "Okay, I've got you a movie. This is what it's about. This is who you'll be working with. This is how many days, how much you'll get paid." Um, so we knew everything. Like we knew pretty much everything. So we made a very um, we made a, a decision based on all, pretty much all the facts. So uh, we weren't surprised going in. We didn't know what the story wasn't about. And so um, then we would get the times that we we're going to shoot. And so we had to show up. Like, you had to be on time. You know, mm -hmm. what you did in your private life, you did on your private life. But they needed, wanted you there and on time. You know, mm -hmm. and you were going to be there for two, three days shooting a uh, a full length porn. And mm -hmm. so, you know, so you'd arrive and then you would go into hair and makeup. I mean, they had it all set up. They'd have one room. It would have mm -hmm. all the clothes, all the makeup. You have your makeup artist. You have your wardrobe. I mean, like a, a, it's a movie. And then, um, you know, you have the people that you're working with that day. Everybody's there. Um, they fed you, they, they, you know, you, you didn't want for anything. You really didn't. You, uh, they went over everything. They were very, you, you know, if you messed up a line, they took a time out and they just mm -hmm. walked you through everything. But you knew when it was all said and done that everybody mm -hmm. walked up to a table and they got paid. No matter, and, and, and that's it. And then you went on about your day and a bunch of us, it never ended there. Like we all hung out together. But um, but what I like is, what I liked was 
everybody knew their part. They knew, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't, um, you know, uh, I, mean, I don't know how to, it, it was just so close. It was, it, it wasn't no competition. It right. was, it, it was no all cutthroat. Yeah. There wasn't no cutthroat. You didn't have to worry. Now, you know, we, everybody checked themselves, you know, everybody went to the doctors and stuff. So, you know, everybody was clean. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there wasn't so much tit for tat or, uh, you know, robotic. Let's put it that yeah. way. There was no robotic uh, motions. It was mm -hmm. all real. Everybody was, what you saw in people was what you were going to see when they walked off that set. Mm -hmm. That's how real people were. And, mm -hmm. um, and it was fun. Like, we got to act in the character that we were made to act mm -hmm. uh, as. So, um, and they, and they encouraged us and they walked us through and we practice and practice the accents. Now, you know, I just feel like that today people have lost that, that, uh, artistry, you know. Thank you for saying that. I've been saying that because yeah. see, it's maybe because I grew up on young lady Chadley. I grew up on you. I grew up on, you know, Nita Hart. I remember her, uh, Jenna Jameson later on, um, and, and many some of the ones I probably don't remember their name, but what had I remember some of the movies. I seen Deep Throat. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Behind the door, you know. Yeah, people, I'm telling my age, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it, it, gets you know after, it gets better after fifty. I don't know who uh kidding that it doesn't. It does even the oh, sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, it, shit, I like older women. It, to me, this shit is more fun than young girls. How me. old are you? I'm forty. I'm forty six. Oh, you're just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I'm a baby." God, just a baby. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take that. I will take that. <laughs> I will take. That. But like I was saying, it's just yeah, because it was always a movie. Now maybe because it was harder to get into porn back then, right. and it was more safeguarded and probably more. Which I want you to speak to that. It was more gatekeeping than right. it ever was than it was now. You feel what I'm saying? Speak to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I was uh I think like I was so intimidated by the females. Now Nina and I, like Nina and I, she was very nice to me and we spoke off mm -hmm. set and we got Patty Petit and I were pretty much inseparable. I love Patty mm -hmm. Petit. To this day, I I don't know where she is. I wish I could find her. My heart is with her. But Patty Petit and I, we had so much fun, and we were so mischievous and mm -hmm. so out of control, and um, and drove Hal Freeman crazy and Jim South. But we had, we had so she was my sister, she was absolutely mm -hmm. my sister. They all were, and um, and like Mark Wallace, Tom Byron, Ron Jeremy, um, uh, and uh, Jamie. Everybody was so nice, and it's funny because. I met up with Ginger and Christy when I came back. Christy Candy. I don't mm. know that I knew her back then, Christy, but I knew Ginger, and I was very intimidated by them mm -hmm. because they were so beautiful. And now I meet up with them 30 years later and come to find out, they were like, yes, you were the little one. We loved you. I mean, what? <laughs> I was looking at them like, what do you? No. And, you know, I never knew that. And it was just very overwhelming. And, and I love these girls to death. I absolutely love them to death. So, so how important was the AVN back then versus now? 
you know, it's more important now than it was back then because I was so young. I remember one show Hal Freeman took me to, at, you know, mm. representing uh, a Hollywood video. And I have pictures from that, me and Ron Jeremy. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we had a ball. Like the fans were great. And, you know, to think coming back 30 years later that Twitter and fans and followers, who are they? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we've been around all these years looking for you. <laughs> and and they're, they're fantastic. It was great signing autographs, but we signed VHSs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, yeah, it was awesome. I had a ball. I yeah, I can imagine they had social media back then. My goodness. Oh, no, you oh build God. I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad they didn't. You know, because I, <laughs> I, I, Why I'm you say so that? glad they didn't. You know, it's great. Like, I feel like social media is great for for keeping up with the news, for keeping up with, yes, people, but not yeah. for her. Not, it's not made for hurting people. It's not made for people to get out there and damage somebody else's uh, uh, persona or their character because yeah. you are not you are not in their shoes, and no matter mm -hmm. no matter what they're doing, right or wrong, you are not in a position mm -hmm. to chart to judge them. You don't know what they're going through. All you can do for them is what is to say to them. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Is there an encouraging word I can give you? Or can I just stay off in the sidelines? And if you choose to stay away, then stay away and don't say anything about it. It's True. not your You know, how many girls since I've come back, I have heard or, you know, witnessed from social media that has died from uh, a suicide or an overdose, either self-inflicted or, or encouraged, and I think that's wrong. We never went through that. I'm I, I'm big, big, big on suicide. And see, that was the thing I was saying on many occasions is that you didn't see it like this. The negativity that we as sex workers, porn stars, what have you, uh, get on social media, y'all didn't have that back then because there was no way for them to throw it at you. Right. You know what I'm right. And, 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 and I don't exclude those. The thing is, I don't excuse people in general. It's not just because I, I'm a, in the adult film industry, I'm an entertainer. I know yeah. that everybody on every every day on every planet goes through something. It's not for me to put mm -hmm. that out on social media and judge. So true. Most definitely. Because I think that um, social is a gift and a curse for us because it does open us up to get hit but we also need to make our money right. you know what i'm saying so it's kind of crazy because even to the point that when i listened like when i talked to ladies back in the day that just like which is another question i want to ask you if the option was there for ladies back then to create their own content the way they was now would you think more ladies would have done it back then i you know i don't think we would because i'll tell you why because that would have that would have took jim out of the equation and we okay. felt that would have took like Jim and Hal, the Dark Brothers. That would have took all those people that uh, out of the equation, and and they were they were good to us. Jerry Tannenbaum, mm -hmm. they were good to us, and 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 they paid us well. So mm -hmm. I think I I don't think I don't think so. I think that um, that we ha we had it good in that sense. We just yes. we just lost out on the money sense. Mm -hmm. But see, but but. But see, the thing of it is, is this, right? Now, I always said this. Y'all made more money doing less 
than what the girls got to do now to make probably the you same know, amount. And I'm just learning that. Do you know I'm just learning that? Uh, you know, I think I think there's a misperception when it comes to people in the adult film industry. You know, there's your ones that have done well because they've known how to how to manage their money. And then there's those yeah. that have, done, have made a lot of money and didn't know how to manage their money and are still broke. And I speak from experience, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and you learn, you learn that process. But uh, but you don't have to do an abundance amount of contents or shoots because the quality of work, you can see that in the in how tired you are. It comes across on film. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do more is less. More is less. Yes. Yeah. Because see, because the reason I was saying that because one, the pay that y'all used to get. You know what I'm saying? Probably per scene or what have you. Um because the simple fact of that it was big budget films for the most part. And like I said, also it was probably more work in Hollywood because what ended up happening was when the internet and these clip sites started coming, it took away the work in Hollywood and also cheapened the price of how girls got paid in Hollywood also. Right. And and for men too, men, when yeah. they're, they're men, the worst. considerably down and, there, you know, I heard something the last a couple weeks ago. Someone said men do not get paid on a paid shoot for content. That's absolutely not true. Men do get paid; they just don't get paid what they used to. But why yeah. would you not get paid? Why would you? And if I, being a female, hired a male to shoot content with me, and we decided that he wanted a paid trade, then I would pay him. Why would mm-hmm. I not? Why would I just, you know? Yeah, first. The trade, the thing with the trade, I think that it's gotten. Um, there's so much free porn out there now that uh, that everybody's shooting and shooting everything. That just trying. Yeah, but because I said the biggest mistake that happened, because because I did a whole you know breakdown of of, of where I think where porn lost when it became normalized, it killed it because right. porn was meant to be taboo. It, it was meant to be the dirty little secret. That would really well, make the money. Funny you just money. Said that. That's funny you just said that. That's the name of my book. <laughs> that's the name of my book is called Everybody's Dirty Little Secret, the story of Kelly Richards. Yeah. Because see, because the reason why, because only adults could see it. Kids had to work hard to see if they saw it. Right. You had to go to a certain place. And then eventually you had to get VHS, he had to get DVD, you know. Period. It was taboo. Right. Well, it was know, illegal. Period. Illegal when I started. It was illegal to make porn when I was when I started in porn. See, and th- there you go. So it's kind of like as it became more normalized, especially with the tube sites. Um, which my thought process was part of that because Big Hollywood figured we had to which. They kind of made their own bed because when Vivid bought that that scene, that sex tape with Ray J and whatever her fucking and, and Kim Kardashian, it changed the game. And I tell people that. And people are like, how has it changed it? Because it made what you did, Ron Jeremy did, Nina Hartley did, and Jenna Jameson not seem as important. Huh, interesting. Now, see, I I was out of the game at that point. So when yeah. all this came out to what it is today, I when I came back, 
I, I was like, and people said to me, Kelly, it's not what it was. And you're not 22 anymore. And you're not going to shoot. And nobody's going to hire you. And I mean, it, the list went on and on. And I'm the type of person that, um, and I haven't. Unfortunately, I have been so uh, naive to the way things are now that I, I have not yet shot a content scene. <laughs> but you didn't shot. But you didn't shot a lot, though. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, and 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 I have these sites, and I have no idea how to navigate through them, and I'm learning now, and they're going to be up and running soon. I just started mm-hmm. with OnlyFans, and I'm like, okay, guys, what am I supposed to do? So, <laughs> so um, you know, I, so I'm learning as I go, and I'll be shooting my first content this week, uh-huh. but. Um, but I and I've been fortunate to meet some really really nice people that have helped me quite a bit. Um, but Chazzy being one of them, who I get well. Wait a minute, now I did well. I shot with Chazzy, so I guess that's content. But uh, Chazzy, uh, Chazzy and I came together. We, he introduced me to the Rialto uh, report, mm-hmm. and um, and we had a lot of fun. He brought me out to Las Vegas, and we shot, and uh, and he blew me up. You know, he, my, I had like two followers and I had like 2000 by the time him and I were done. So he, he I, I owe a lot. I'm indebted to Chazzy for that. And I now I'm going to ask you this. When you came back and did your first scene since retirement, how nervous were you? Oh my God. It was, my first was uh, with Devil's Films. And uh, Jim had, had told me I'm going to be working, I believe it's Jim Malibu. I'm not. Anyways, there was Devil's Films. And I was going to show up there, and they kind of told me, uh, just show up. Just show mm-hmm. up. So I arrived on set and uh, and ran into some of the people like that I knew back then. And there, and I was like, wow. So now they're going to bring on the other talent. Now, they did have a makeup artist, which was, thank God. So mm-hmm. I sat there, had my makeup done, and then came out. And I'm shaking, like I'm literally shaking. I, 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 my mouth was so dry, I couldn't even talk. And then they bring in this young man, Michael Delray, and, and they said, okay, this is who you're going to be working with, and this is how the scene's going to go, and, and this is what we do and how we do it. And first, mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at him and I said, please don't tell me how old you are because I have a son your age. And, <laughs> and so here I am with this young man, 24 years old, and I'm about to do the scene. And now he's not my son, but he's my son's best friend, as he plays in the movie. They decide at that moment now, there's no script, mind you. So they decide mm. to base it on Kelly Richards coming back. So now, now the pressure's really on. So, mm-hmm. um, and and uh and we and they did stills. Now, can you imagine? You know, when they did shots of us back then, they shot while we were filming. Now here yeah. I am trying to stand still, shaking for a still, <laughs> and being told how to position myself and putting uh, in. You know, I I I think they thought I was Gumby because my <laughs> body went in all kinds of directions that I didn't know if I was putting. My, you know, if I was. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm self-conscious too about some, mm-hmm. you know, areas of my body. or, And so I, I just went through it, went, went through it. We got done. Now we got to go film it and we got to film it as the mm-hmm. pictures came. So you, you, mm-hmm. you, shoot, you shoot it in stills, but then you do the movie as the pictures. Now 
I have to, I'm having someone tell me what positions I need to do. <laughs> and when to turn and when to, so it was just incredible. It was, it was, it was surreal. It was great. It was great. But yeah, I because I, go ahead. I'm sorry. But there's so many different ways that people, with me, I used to just like we did like the BJ Steels, and then we might did the Steels afterwards. But it was we were still fucking, and he took the pictures. We just didn't do it during the scene, right? Right. Because right. a lot of people didn't want to didn't want to have the flash going on while you were filming, because you know what have you. But it's something that I told somebody. I said it used to be with. Hollywood dictated how a scene was shot and how it supposed to look. Now the amateurs dictated. You feel what I'm saying? Even to the even to the mainstream side of it. You know, period. Because like y'all, like you said, when y'all shot back in the day, y'all pretty much just shot straight through for the most part. Right. And they took pictures. So they allowed y'all to really actually fuck. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You know, period yeah. versus. Now, even though with the constant trade, fucked. like don't 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 let it fool. We fucked like that. Yeah. we actually fucked. So there was no yeah. simulation. There was no we fucked. Okay, so oh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all fucked. I mean, <laughs> well, a lot of people think you know. Some people think it's fake. Some people think we're not. Actually no, no, fake. no, no. We actually fucking people. We. Yeah, we're actually. She's really good. I'm really good. Don't get yeah. it twisted. Every emotion, every emotion put in, and I had feelings for everybody I worked for, worked with. Mm-hmm. So it was different. But when I got done shooting this for Devil's Films, I tell you what, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. <laughs> I couldn't walk. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> mind you, when I got out of the business and got married, and my I'm the married couple, both husbands like, baby, can we try anal? Can we? No, you are not touching that hole. Little did they know, they had no idea. And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. You're not. <laughs> You're like, no, and you I can't get in my ass. Back then. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. So it was like that with the anal though. Was that because you enjoyed it a lot? I th- I don't know that. I mean, I don't I don't know if it was so much I enjoyed. I felt comfortable, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was a it was a it was a challenge. I'm I'm. Am I competitive? Yes. It was a challenge. It it's something that I could call my own. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think it was it was like like I said, art. Like I could make it better every time I did it. And then it proceeded into the double penetration. I could make Ooh. it better every time I did it. Then it went to the gang, you know, the three. <laughs> I had to make sure every hole was full. I, I absolutely yeah, absolutely. The more I'm, come I'm the so, better. As a middle time enjoy anal. Just and because there was no fake cum. There was never mm-hmm. ever fake cum. Like what the uh, cum you saw was the cum was the cum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now also um speak to now that well, I mean, be it that you got someone that's handling your own site or what have you. Now the difference between back then, you didn't have to be so much of your own business owner as you is now. How was you able to handle that transition of doing that? Um <clears throat> well, you're right, and uh, and had I known had now on the downside, had I known what I know today as far as money, and what I could and could have done, uh, I probably would have done things differently. And me being mm-hmm. as young as I was, um, I I didn't follow suit. I didn't follow like Nina Hartley became very successful, Ginger Lynn, Christy King. I mean, they all became very successful because they were s- smart in that respect. Now, mm-hmm. as, 
in business, I, I'm very intelligent, and I went on to work in the financial industry. But um, I wish I knew back then because I was paid very good money, and I blew it up. It was it went up my nose. It went everywhere, mm-hmm. but in the bank. That's the unfortunate. <laughs> That's the unfortunate. I was supporting my family. Like now, I flew home. People's Express. I don't know if you remember People's Express. Yeah, yeah. So I flew home every chance I got every weekend, and I flew home to one of my brothers, who was down and out. He had a family and his wife, and and I pretty much that now see on that I was trying to fight for acceptance with my family, and money was how I felt I would only be accepted. So I gave my mm-hmm. family whatever they wanted. If they wanted money, I just kept throwing it at them and throwing it at them. And anybody that um, that that's how I bought friendship. That's how I bought mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So, well, shoot. Well, I mean, but but to be honest with you, back then, because the money was was easy, and it was the eighties. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it you was thought the it 80s. was never gonna end. You thought it was never gonna. Yeah, end. you know, because it was like, I, it like when probably when you retired, that's when shit just started shifting. Right. You know, because I came into business in two thousand and six. Okay. Yeah. So it was like that's when um, they stopped doing well. They, they it, that's when you were seeing a lot of the companies start to fall off, you know. Period, yeah. and everything. And 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 the one thing I wanted to ask you too: how much interracial porn was back then? There wasn't, I, I and a lot. Like I worked with Billy D, Tony Munch. Let me think who else. Towards the end, I remember doing one. One other scene. Uh, can you hear me? You can still hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, but there wasn't a lot of interracial. I'm trying to think that that's pretty much Billy D, Tony Montana, um, mm-hmm. uh, Joey. Is it Joey Silva? Is he? No. Yeah, I think that's it. There was maybe two or three. And then towards mm-hmm. the end, I know I did a gangbang and ask me how many. I have no idea, but I know there was a lot of them there. And. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, I think that was it. Primarily I worked with uh Tom Byron, Mark Wallace, Ron Jeremy, Rick Savage, yeah, all of them. Jerry Butler, uh yeah, all the great so all the great. And it from from what you experienced, why wasn't there a lot of interracial compared to now? Because like now interracial is the king in porn. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's the money it's man. It's funny, I just said that to someone yesterday. I just said that. I think we, I don't know that it was. Uh, I don't. I don't know that it wasn't available to them. It absolutely was. I just don't know that there was anybody that was coming in at that time. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. answer that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Or, I think that it's not that they that we didn't welcome. Absolutely, and we there was no discrimination. Absolutely no discrimination at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel I actually Chazzy and I. Two years ago, we got a nomination for um, best interracial the scene or he did. Congratulations! Yeah. yeah, I actually remember. Actually, I remember you did get that nomination. <laughs> but look, I will tell you this: to all you black men who that it says once you go black, you never go back. That is a myth. I'm saying, I'm telling you, that is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> she no. If you love dick, you don't care about the color. That's I don't care about the color. I mean, a man is a man. You know, I just, I, I'm an opportunity fucker. I fuck him any color. Shit. Yeah. 
if they're good looking enough from another planet, look like a humanoid, we can do it. As you know, it's a, for me, it's chemistry. It's not how big your dick is. Yeah. It's not how, how you can fuck. Because if you have chemistry, you, you're going to fuck, and I'm going to fuck you back. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> you know, just you know, it's it's how you carry yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the you know, I think that's the misperception is. But you know, there are people that have the right to not work with, uh, you know, whether a black was one work with a white or a white. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your choice. That. You but, see, choice but see, but see, but see, what's interesting with. about your time period mm-hmm. is that y'all wasn't opposed to working with blacks. No. Y'all just was given the opportunity like that. Right, Versus like who would now, not want to girls who would who are, work with Billy D? Police. I, I mean, so I'm with Billy D. Get the, get He's shit. beautiful. He's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but because I think that was the difference. Yeah. But then when interracial became, you had girls who would want to get paid a lot to shoot with blacks, or they made the point to say, "I would never shoot with a black." You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus. It wasn't that y'all was opposed to it. I wouldn't do it. It's just y'all wasn't given the chance. So I want people to understand the difference, how the game had changed. There was more love and more acceptance back in the 80s and the 70s than it was in the 90s and the 2000s. Right. Well, I think what I would like is that, and and I'm not, you know, singling men out versus women. I just want, would like, would like. What I would like is that the male talents that seek out the female talents and hire them to shoot that and, and, and are paying them, that they realize that these females are worth it. And that, you know, that it, it doesn't help you to lowball a female that's shooting with you because she's worth every penny that you're going to earn from selling that clip. And I think that a lot of females are getting uh, low ball or not getting paid at all or uh, are being, I don't, I don't want to use the word abused. I want take, took advantage of in that respect because they don't know any better. And, um, and, and the girls are scared because they figure, well, if I turn this down, nothing else is going to come up. Mm-hmm. And that's not true because I promise you, when you turn one down, five more are, gonna, are waiting for you around the corner. Now I'm going to ask you this. How important now? How does it feel to have and own your own content? Because that was one thing. Baby, I don't own it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have fans. Let me tell you something. I have fans of followers that have material of mine from whether it be eBay or Amazon or back then Mm -hmm. that are all holding. I'm talking about now, though. I'm talking about what you're filming. Oh yeah, what I'm. How important? No, it's very important. As long as it's edited correctly and mm-hmm. you are able to uh, put it out there for people to uh, purchase. Uh, because, because I think it's more important to own yourself than it is content. That's yeah, I feel. You know? yeah. Because see, the reason why I say that because one, now you're in a position where you now have to build a brand versus back then. Because back yeah. then you had, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't microwavable. Meaning that you can sh- that strong movie you got would last what two years strong, as far as attention and being watched. Versus now, a, a hot scene can be remembered and forgot within seconds. You feel right. what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so it's like that people put that out. Like some of the stuff that I shot with Chazzy is two years ago. It's just coming out now. See, that's Mm -hmm. the part I'm kind of confused on because um, because I've changed in two years. So Mm -hmm. and you know, and I've noticed a a couple of my fans that say, "Well, no, that you know, we'd seen that before. That's not the Mm -hmm. first time we'd seen that clip." So Mm -hmm. I'm still understanding that I'm probably not the person to make any type of um, you know, co- to comment on that because I can't speak from, you know, my own content. So well, I'm, I'm going well, to well, for my experience, content. well, for my experience, and it's just you putting out your own site, you putting out content, right? It's very important because one, in your situation, your fan base is probably stronger than some of these girls that are right now really killing it because your fan base expand age right for the people that remember me from the 80s yeah basically so when you got people from the 80s and the 90s who who i mean from the 80s and then you're being reintroduced plus being a milk and the guilt is hot nowadays that day we love our miss parkers that is so (laughs) you know saying and added to it like i said having your own content that means that you just like the producers that you film for back then can continuously make money forever. Because like, for example, I tell people I'm at the point now I shot so much content that I own. I make money off my sleep. It doesn't matter if I've seen this before. No, there's always someone that hasn't seen it. Okay. You can always reintroduce. It's each site that you like, for example, you got OnlyFans. OnlyFans, you're going to have your strong fan base going to go there. But then you got mini vids where okay. you might capture people that you're surfing, looking for new shit to look at. Like right, that of YouTube. They're always saying, okay, Kelly, when's the next coming out? When, are you, when am I yes. going so so when they go, I'm getting a lot of that lately because there's nothing yeah. out there that's new. And that's uh, like when, I, when they post pictures of me, mm. my pictures are from 30 years ago and, mm. and I want some new pictures. Yeah. But the reason why people do content trade is that one, to tap into other people's fan bases. Two, I keep telling people, it's not about how, how many dicks you fuck, it's about fucking the right dicks. Because right. even the girls that were not managed, that male talent had to make a shape. He had to bring something to the table other than good dick. He had to have a fan base, he had to have a Twitter, he had this and third. Either that or I pay you. We keep this thing, get your fuck ass on, you know. Right. So it's like, like one of the questions I ask females is, what do a dude need to bring to the table for you to say, I will do a content trade shoot? Because the first misconception that a girl made, I know back then, content is for free. No, it's not. No, content, it's not. No. Yeah, content is, I'm getting content that I can use to make money. Plus, if his fan base, because he's going to pump it, sees me on there, let me make this clear. Majority of our fan base is men. Who you think site they're gonna go to with quicker? Mine or hers? If right. I put Kelly Richards on my shit, guess what? I just I didn't lose half my fan base. No, half my fan base just left to go jump on her shit because they're like, "Ooh, Kelly Richards, right. let me right. let me check right. her site." Yeah. So now it's 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 a give and take with that. So it's it just is. the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, how I look at the pay content trade is if this guy ain't got enough cliche. For you to work with him, then I can see a girl being paid for the content trade. Where you pay me for one scene, 
and we do a content trade after that. You feel me? Yeah. You know, period. That's how I look at it. Because, like, for example, if I'm a chick and rich man hit me up for content trade, hello, I'm doing it. <laughs> right. I'm doing and it. I don't do trade right now. Now, yeah. I, right now, I'm content paid because I yeah. don't have the sites to put the put it out to you know today. Now, mm-hmm. I'll make compensation. Don't get me wrong. If for some reason, and and you know, this is a lot that goes on too. If for some reason I can't make a shoot or I can't, you know, for whatever the reason is being, mm-hmm. you know, I will, I will do my best to compensate that person because I know that they put out, whether it be the room or whatnot, but the, you also have to be prepared that shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens. But she, if you, if she, you actually do it now, there's also your fakes that are out there now. I got, and I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. There's somebody out there and I'm not going to put his name out there because it's not it's not my place, but he is, he is hitting up the female talent. He's make, he's paying deposits, pretending that he's a male talent and he knows this one and that one. So ladies, please, please, please keep in mind. There are the fakes out there. And then he's turning yeah. around claiming that you entered into a verbal contract and is trying to sue that individual. Like I, he's trying to sue me for 550,000 saying that, but he's a fake. And he has no grounds to stand on. So I'm just telling you that I just want to put that out there. There are those that mm-hmm. um, that try and do that, and that, and they're and they're fake. They're you're being catfished. I never knew what catfish was until the first time it happened. And I called mm-hmm. Little Freak up. I don't know if it Rock. He's him and Chad. <laughs> and I said, you're not going to believe this, but I went through this, this, and this. And they said, Kelly, you just got catfished. I said, what are you talking yeah. about catfish? And they explained yeah. it to me. And I said, what is that? I mean, I didn't even know that happened. Like, why would somebody <laughs> go to that extreme? <laughs> Welcome to the digital what? age, man. Oh, my but see, goodness. But see, the thing is, that that's why I said, once again, there was more safeguards. I said, back in the day, when females got in the business, even in my day, they went looking for producers. Now they just go to Avenue, get a toy and a damn cell phone. They think they're being porn. Yes, I mean, like that. You know, you get the, I'm a producer. I'm a, I'm, I'm talent. Uh, I'm gonna have you come here. Can I bring my dogs? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I love dogs, so I thought they would hit me up because I love dogs. I rescue uh-huh. animals. So uh-huh. I know he said no. I want you to fuck my dog. But get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs> get the get. Oh, excuse me. No, name. Rover can't take over. No, Rover cannot take over. He can't leave his bone. No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't know. Get off my phone. I'm like, get off my phone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, you know, and I know that people out there have their fetishes. I know that. But for me, I have two two uh, two things I don't do. And it's funny. I told Chazzy this because mm-hmm. he had me do it on the first movie. Mm-hmm. One of the first movie I did with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't rim. And, and I don't, don't pee on me. That's it. Everything else you can mm-hmm. do to me. Just don't, I don't, you know, I'm sorry, you dream to work with because, like I said, you do anal. So I know me and you, plus you do role play. Yeah. So it seems me, I mean, in my day, we could have came up with it, it would have been fire, you know, period. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, and two, the other thing I want to go back to, because you were saying you haven't done any content trade. To be honest with you, you like you said, you have really no need at this point in time because you haven't set up any sites yet. No, but I and, actually got them. So that's going to be my first content. Okay, then cool. So, I mean, it takes a process, you know, 
and but and you getting paid gigs. I mean, think about it. You retired and came back in the game getting paid gigs. How many girls can say that? <laughs> and I you like right. the only reason I did it's like when I called Jim. You know, my, when I called Jim, I said, "Jim, is there any chance of me getting?" And this was in what 2018, 19. Yeah. And I called him in July, and I said, "Because uh, my ex-husband had set the house on fire with me, and it shot me." And I was working. At, oh my God! God bless. Thank God. I was working uh, in the medical field, working for a hospital and the cardiothoracic mm-hmm. surgery department. Work, you know. And they said to me, "You got to go. He's going to kill you." Mm-hmm. And so I called Jim. I was down and out, lost everything. I said, "What are my chances?" He said, "Well, so and so just came back, and she did well. So you know, uh, yeah. you know, we'll see." So they had me send them some, you know, front, back, side. You know, upside mm-hmm. down in the toilet, whatever. And, and he said, "These are." And I had the next door neighbor at a hotel take the pictures, and so of course the pictures were not great. Now I get mm-hmm. my car. I have a hundred bucks in my pocket, and I'm driving to to gym. And mm-hmm. it took me, no joke. I got from Massachusetts to uh, to California through the Domestic Violence Coalition Underground in three weeks. I drove mm-hmm. three weeks with the assistance of them. And um and Jim's like, are you not here yet? <laughs> that should have been there like a week ago. And I'm like, I'm almost here. I'm almost there. <laughs> so, so when I arrived, I um I you know I saw Jim and I uh, at first needed a place to stay and he got me a place with um, Fox Modeling. I stayed at their uh, what do they call those the talent house or something mm-hmm. and. and and boy, were those girls mean. They were mean, mean, mean girls. I thought I was on the movie Mean Girls. And oh my so, because, you know, they had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all I knew is I, that I was staying on and, and invading their their territory. And I cooked and cleaned, and, and, um, and he ate very well. And I got to know a couple of the girls. And one of the girls that I met was not uh, Nadi Nala. And I love her to death. And she is like a, she, we love each other. And we just, when we see each other, I can't say enough about her. We saved each other's mm. lives, basically. And right. uh, and I just seen her at the show. But I met a couple of girls, you know. And of course, I was, I think I came in too strong. I, 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 I was coming in at, from trying, I wanted to save them. And I knew I couldn't mm. save them. But at the same time, so I you became the mom of the house per se. Yeah. Well, I saw things that were going on that I did, but but then didn't do and didn't know people did, and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, drugs. The drugs, you know, were were more prevalent. The alcohol, but not to the point. Like, I mean, they went and they performed. They performed well, mm-hmm. but um, but I was scared. I was scared for them. You know, I was scared, and and I I was seeing overdoses and. August Ames had uh, had committed suicide over bullying and and I just thought a lot of what was going on was wrong and that they I just didn't want anything to happen to them, you know. It's I, like, I wanted to save the world. To me, porn has became normalized to watch, but it's not normalized to be in. Right. And and like part of the reason why I started this podcast, and I always say this, is to kill the stigma what we get when it comes to this business, that we are people. We we do have lives outside of this. We do have feelings. 
we do have mental health issues, some of us, you know, period. Not every porn star is a drug addict that has daddy issues. Some, and, and many of us, it, and not everybody, how can I put this? People choose to do this. Right. You know, bring don't put a gun in your head to do this, what have you. And so many misconceptions. Oh, yeah. that it's definitely here. a choice. Like anything that we choose to do is a choice. And, you know, and they tried to, they pushed me out um, and they brought up my past and me being an addict and everything and told mm-hmm. the told the agent that I was using and I, you know, in gym and, and I wasn't. And it really mm-hmm. hurt me and mm-hmm. um, and that they did that. Um, and I so I called and I remember calling Jim. I said, Jim, I said, I, I, I don't know. He said, Kelly, he said, if you put if you put all the porn stars and all the in, in a room and, and you speak about he said, I guarantee you 98, 99% of them has either been to jail or prison and have done drugs. He sure. said, I would, he said, he said, I speaking about himself would be the only one standing because I've never done either one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, it, and, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, I'm not singled out and I'm not the only person that, you know, had to go to jail or prison, and I'm not the only person that ever picked up drugs, and uh, you know, I'm not the only one. And who? But I mean, but everybody got vices, you know. Period. It's it's it's. I mean, some people sit before they do a shoot. Some people smoke a blunt. Some yeah. people hit a line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only right. thing I could fuck with was the crack. You can't do no crack around me. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. Absolutely right. But they don't tolerate it. The good thing is. They don't tolerate it. Not that they tolerated back then, yeah. but they, you know, they, you know, they didn't. Let's put it that way. Jim mm-hmm. South, Hal Freeman, any producer or director did not tolerate drugs. Hal mm-hmm. Freeman wanted to put me on uh, the set for Caught from Behind. I'm on the cover. Caught from mm-hmm. Behind Four. It was a, one of the greatest videos I ever made, and I'll never forget it. And he took me and put me in a room at a hotel. And he literally had people standing outside the door to make sure that I didn't leave or pick up drugs. And he, you know, basically wanted to clean me up. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I was grateful for that. You know, I wish I'd stayed clean. But unfortunately, I left the business and didn't. And, uh, but the fact that someone cared enough and they didn't, they didn't mm-hmm. tolerate it. They wanted you to be the best that you could be. Do you think today with the producers, directors, and even some of the agents, the caring about the models as people? Yeah. And they don't tolerate it. They absolutely don't tolerate it today. Uh, You know, uh, because it shows it's, it's more, you know, you're using it heavier. You're using it more frequently. You know, it's a progressive disease. You know that. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, it's a choice. Everything we do is a choice. That's, you know, I speak, I want to speak on like Ron Jeremy. I, and I, I love Ron Jeremy. Uh, I'm, I've, I've been to prison I and I spent a good bit uh, of time in prison. I know what it's like in there. I know what it feels mm-hmm. like not to have anybody on the outside to support you. Not that I'm saying he's wrong or he's right. I can't speak on that. I know Ron from when I was with Ron. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I, how I feel is that Ron, right or wrong, what Ron has or hasn't done, he still made people rich. Yeah. And those people that he made rich 
have, I believe, have all turned their backs on him. That's the only thing that I struggle with because I also have to struggle with some of his behaviors from back then, you know, and we called them on it, you know, like, you know, he was known for groping the girls. He was, but the other side of it is if you said, Ron, stop, he stopped. But mm-hmm. I think as time went on, he may have step further. I don't know. He wouldn't see me when I came back. So I, I can't speak on that. But, you know, he's still a person and now he's paying the price or may not pay the price. He's paying the price because he's mm-hmm. in prison. And and I, I, I don't think he's when, ever going to go. Yeah. Back then, did anyone, how can I put this? Did they not really say too much to him because he was making so much money for them? Because, I, I, or was it that much of a problem? I think, well, back then, you know, Ron was going, like we were all going, we were all making money. But I think as, you know, he had the comedy, he had this, he had that. And, and um, I don't know, you know, I think that they, like I said, I can't. They they made him rich. He made them rich. I guess I, I yeah. Don't know. I because I think I, that's like because sometimes when people have in his situation, right. and of course you know that the Bill Cosby all that that they're doing stuff and people look the other way because he's making too much money for me. Why why I'm going to check him? You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. Because sometimes as producers, probably back then it was even it that, that's how I look at it. Well, they because, called the shots back then. He didn't call the yeah. shots, and I think, yeah. and I think that he had, uh, you know, somebody to oversee his management, even as much as to get to him. Like when I reach out to my, when my fans and followers reach out to me, I'm yeah. the other one on that. I'm the one on the other side of that, that, mm-hmm. that internet or that Facebook or, or Twitter. I don't have somebody on the the computer answering my fans and followers. I absolutely am the one. Though, mm-hmm. quit, quit texting or. Don't don't hit me up fifty million times to get mad because I don't respond because I too do have a life and I'm dealing with a sickness and mm-hmm. um, and they they do sometimes they get belligerent and they're like well I guess you don't want to talk to me no it's not that is we do have lives outside of this and I don't I for one I don't sit by my my phone or my computer all day long you know hold on wait a second 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 you was in my favorite fucking movie that's why I remember you who. Which With one? Jenny Carrera, you and Jenny Carrera, y'all did oh. a female anal. It was on the train. Yeah, that's the Orient. That's where I remember you from. Yeah, and that was it. the hottest porn scene I ever seen because yeah, this was. Hot, I, right? And I gave him the best blowjob he ever had on that. that hey train. yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you <laughs> why this scene was my favorite scene. Because oh. the mystery y'all were looking for the diamond. The whole di- the whole time the diamond was actually in the pussy, but the way. <laughs> yeah. she, he lied to y'all and said, I don't want you to fuck me in my pussy. I want you to fuck me in my ass because I want to save my pussy for my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and this scene is fire, yo. I'm sitting there looking at it right now. <laughs> Let me, you know, do you know I've never watched, I've never seen any of my movies? Oh my God. You, I mean, but for real, it was a fire ass scene. I mean, because it was like. Now you're making that, me want, what, the Inner Orient Express, right? Yes, yes, yeah. and it was yes, that's by, it. Uh, the summers, right? The, the yes, oh, yeah, yeah. and you know what? I had I had had a motorcycle accident right before we were filming that. 
I was on the, I was living with this gentleman. We were on the 405 and we laid the bike yeah. down and ended up at the summers because they, you know, patched me up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I because I think you played, you played girl, correct? Last on the Orient Express, 1986. Yeah, you played Indian Girl. I was like, yes. oh, shit. It, that shit. I remember that scene so vividly. And then I just looked and I said, that's the scene. I would just, I would just tell somebody about that scene. It was, who was it? Uh, oh, but it was all of us. It was on Paul Thomas it, and there was uh, uh, Eric Edwards, Jamie Gillis. It was. Um, Yes, oh, yeah. I was telling Sam Singh. She was the uh, Indian girl. Yeah, Indian career and John Leslie. Yeah, and this is it, oh my god! Hey, I mean, you took it in the ass like a pro, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you took it in the ass like a pro. Oh my god, that's and then, and then what I liked about it was, dude, act like he didn't want to get in the middle. Yeah, it, it was like it, it took a while for him to say, you know, so fuck it, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The di- we, were, we were smuggling the diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that shit was hot. But see, that what I mean by it was just the little nuances in those scenes that made those scenes hot. And two, that did that wasn't long, but you thought it was long. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, period. And but the reason why, because y'all had to section it down to fit in a whole movie, not just be one scene. So I mean, pretty, I'm pretty sure that probably by towards the end, that when Gonzo became a thing, where y'all just did like one scene, it wasn't even a movie anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's how they actually. That's how they booked us. Like, all right, so and so would come here this day, and and they would do this scene, and then the next day they would do that. Scene. So yeah, they that's pretty much they did one scene at a time, and then they put it all together. Yeah, yeah. because it was kind of like because even though it was funny, because you would think like. That actually might be 10 minutes, but what people got to understand that these scenes was condensed to fit a whole movie. Right, right. So the movie might have been an hour and 45 minutes. You can't have a 20-minute sex scene in an hour and 45-minute video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. These actual yeah. movies with plots, schemes, and the whole nine. Yeah. So and these guys didn't break. Like, they didn't break because they got, you know, stopped in the middle of it. Or, no, we, we fucked. Like, we fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because it, he did doggy style. He was in the ass the whole time. He won't know yeah. the position, this, that, and third. But what made it, but what made it hot was the story that leaned into it. Yeah, and the fucking fit the story that leaded into the fucking. Yeah, the hotter, faster, deeper. <laughs> uh, yeah, that what I'm saying. It's like that's why you said less was more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. that's why it was funny because like. Like one of the, the, the girls that I used to love to watch, Heather Hunter, people didn't realize she only did eight, eight movies. And people think she did 100. No, it's just you just seen that movie 100 times. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny when I came back and worked for um, Score, which mm-hmm. is a great, wonderful, great company, one, very, very, very professional. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they treat their, their talent like, queens and kings and i was working i was going to do my first anal and it was with j-mac mm-hmm. and, uh, and and tyler steve yeah tyler steve anyway so i met with you know we did the first scene with tyler steve now i'm going to meet j-mac and i see you know he's gorgeous he's this he's that and and then he gets naked and i see that and i'm like oh shit now when <laughs> i came back and i'm getting ready for my first anal scene people are doing butt plugs 
Back then, yeah. we did not do butt plugs. Us girls, I remember me, Erica Boya, and um, and um, was it Bunny Blue? Bunny Blue, I think we were all in the bathroom, and you know we're, mm-hmm. we we got the enemas out, and we're out there. <laughs> then there's three of us. We're just cleaning it up. We aren't trying to put no butt plug or nothing. No, we're doing it right there on the set. Now we're gonna go out and we're gonna do anal. And so I'm driving down the interstate and I'm trying out this butt plug. And I'm on social media going, I don't know who invented this, but this thing hurts and I'm taking it out and I'm going back to the old way. (laughs) (laughs) But when uh, when I did that, yeah, that first anal, it was, uh, yeah, another scary moment. But uh, but I started in the middle of it. I started, I reverted back 30 years. I'm like hotter, faster. But it didn't, it didn't go with today. Like that was something from back then. So, you know, I had to come up with another dialogue. Like, come on, baby. Fuck that. Fuck that. Slap that. Yeah. And, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I see, I remember Dick Rank, uh, was it Dick Rambo? I was watching one oh, that sees yeah. you do it. Yeah. That's it. It, it. And see, too, also, I always tell girls this, and, and this also was me. You ladies wore heels in them scenes and did not take them off. You know, period. You also had didn't get completely nude. You know, period. Now, motherfuckers completely new. They don't wear heels anymore. You know, period. Right. Speak to the lost art of being a sex symbol in this day and age. I'm sorry, say that again? The lost art of being a sex symbol. Because that was the one thing that y'all was trying, y'all was able to capture back in the day. Who's a sex symbol? You was You're a like- sex symbol. I am not a sex symbol. I don't know. They make a song about you. Get out of here. I, not, I don't know. What yeah. You're talking about a sex symbol. You are a sex symbol. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Average women don't get songs made about them. People calling me a legend. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is, but you are. Yeah, you know what? I'm, a, I'm, I'm owning. You know what? I, I'm owning it as of like a month or two ago that I am, yes, I am Kelly Richards. I'm fucking Kelly Richards. And I've come back to regain my crown as anal queen. But up until then, when people would approach me with that, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just a person. But you know what? I, I, I look pretty damn good for 55. And yeah, you're right. I am going to own it. And um, and I worked really hard to, to, to see the beauty in myself. You know, and not, and not let anybody tell me differently. And um, and, you know, not to be intimidated by the other beautiful women. And there are very many, very many beautiful women today in this industry. But that mm-hmm. I'm just as beautiful. We're all beautiful, you know. Um, but as far as the sex symbol, I have fun with it. I'm very mm-hmm. flirtatious. I'm, I'm extremely flirtatious. I want you to smile. I want you to feel good. I want you to know that I have worked so hard to perfect the, the deep throat. That I'm gonna take your cock and I'm gonna slide right down my throat, and then you're gonna come off. Like you know, like my they don't even get past the the BJ anymore with me. You are not gonna make it past the BJ, baby. You aren't even gonna make it to the pussy. <laughs> so see, yeah, that's how I know me and you. We would I would have a ball working with you. Oh my goodness, I would have a ball. But good. that's you know, I, and I love the people I'm around, and, and as long as they have a good sense of humor, you know. I'm very sarcastic, but that just means I love you. That's all it means is I love you and um, and I want to have fun. I want to laugh because many years I hadn't. I hadn't because of all the bullshit I went through. 
Well, well, see, you got a second chance now. And to me, it's in an even a better place now because ladies like you now have more control of how you make your money as well as being able to build your own business and become your own producer and put out your own shit and make money in your sleep like that of the guys that you was making money for in the 80s. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you know, period. It's just because it, it's kind of crazy. It was like... I know when you heard about what happened with OnlyFans, I know you was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I OnlyFans, like I was posting everything. You know what's crazy on Twitter? I was posting everything on Twitter and not so much Facebook because a lot of kids. I'm, I'm very firm when it comes yeah. to kids. And I really, I really turn away from doing scenes mother and son. That's not my thing because I mm. don't encourage it. But um, but I was posting things with my dogs and everything. <laughs> pick and people like Kelly you're just giving it all away and I'm like oh I'm not supposed to do that <laughs> so I, I well think, but, but, but this is with social media like I said like I tell any female that doing this business especially doing a high level you treat it as if you're a celebrity so of course you're going to post it's just when people be a little too open with their lives that's where it gets crazy Right, you know, right. I, and I'm gonna have to accept my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know every time you take a shit or you eat a, a burger out of this motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm learning. I'm just now in the process of separating those two lives. And it's yeah. important that I do for, for, you know, personal reasons too. But mm-hmm. um, I think for me coming back, and this is one of the reasons I never thought that it would come to pass first that I would write a book. I never thought yeah. I talked about it. I started it. But to have someone come on board with me and think that I was worthy enough to write a book about, um, it, it was very rewarding. And I'm very excited when this book comes out because of yeah. I think it's got a great message. The other side yeah. of it is that I never, ever in my wildest dreams have thought that I would have met Jim Blossom and learned the story behind the song and about the person that wrote it. And oh, um, and, and so I, 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 I have a little bit of closure and I've gained more control over uh, my purpose. And I think my purpose coming back was that even if I'm to reach one person, that they understand that, one, there's never a word can't. Don't let anybody ever tell you you can't. I don't know what, I don't care what you've been through life. I don't care if, it, if you've been down in the dumps, you've been to prison. Don't ever let anybody say you can't because you can. And like my saying goes, do it twice and then turn around and laugh. And then um, the other thing is, is it's okay to say no. You get that. You get that choice. You get the choice to say no. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you don't have to work with everybody that they tell you to work with. You get that choice, and no one ever should make you feel bad about that. And and um, and and that's it. You know, we all falter. We all have our faults. You know. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're not perfect and God didn't intend for us to be perfect. We're just there to help each other, be better people and pay it forward. Pay it forward. If someone did something, don't take advantage of people, pay it forward. Yeah. That's, that's See? Yeah. Well, Miss Lady, you know, yeah. um, I definitely wanted to bring you back for later episodes if you're willing to come back and become Absolutely. a smoke buddy. Most definitely. And um, definitely looking to bring you back because there's a lot that we didn't get to chap touch on. There's a lot I would love to talk to you about because of your years in this business and your knowledge. 
And and I and what I love about this era now is that now we start to show people and teach people the business. People are more interested in trying to learn how to break into this business and do it the right way, you know. Period. And and I tell you, them don't do it. I tell them don't do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the size or the color of the age fool you. That's yeah. what I say about me. I'm the one that the bus hit and packed up over, not once but twice, and I'm still standing. So if I can stand here, so can everybody else. You know, I love you. You're adorable. You're sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to bringing you back and talking to you more. Absolutely. God bless you. And, and hopefully get to meet you face. And we'll get to meet you face to face. We're gonna make that happen. Absolutely. Where are you? Where is who? Was you? Where am I allowed to ask that? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm in North Carolina. I'm in North oh, Carolina. You know? I'm gonna yeah. drive now. I drive. I hate to fly. I hate to take buses and trains. I'm known for driving. I'm gonna be driving mm. through there. So I will. Okay then. Absolutely. And so what we can do is do a photo shoot and do a video podcast. Yeah. It, it just don't tell your wife, all right? Because I, I just don't, you know, want her to know. I don't <laughs> want any problems. Okay. <laughs> I love you, baby. Have a good night. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah. You forgot something. Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you know what? Can you tell? Can you tell me where they can find you? You never. <laughs> no, no, no. You tell oh, them where they can find you. Where they can find you. Oh, they want to find me. Okay. You can go on Twitter. You can go to uh, kellyritchie.com. You can go to OnlyFans. Uh, you can go. You know what? Just hit me up on a DM, and you will find me. Any, any, yep. And I have an autobiography coming out, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about, you know, just helping people. But don't blow yeah. my phone up or my, phone <laughs> my instant messenger. <laughs> all yeah, right, there you, you go. Yeah. Um, you. you know how we do this, people. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right